0: Three hundred or thirty, hymn number thirty seven. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, our Father.
1: Welcome to Word of Life Chapel. We're so glad that you're here this morning. If you'd open your bulletins with me, I have a couple of announcements to share with you. Um, First of all, youth group and prayer meeting are both back on tonight after uh, not happening last week. The roofing project has been rescheduled for June 12th. June 12th. So this involves spraying a material that's going to seal parts of the flat roof. Um so we, we encourage and we really strongly discourage any parking around the church. Um, please do not park around the church while they are doing this. You can park up in the back lot or the field over here. But anywhere around the church, uh, we just don't want any spray to get on your vehicle. Uh, because if it comes on, it's staying on. Um, so unless you need a new paint job, I would encourage that you uh, find another parking spot. VBS dates July 17th through the 21st, and let's open our service with a word of prayer this morning. Gracious God, we are so thankful for who you are, how much you love us. God, we know, we know that you love us more than we could ever begin to comprehend. God, we are here this morning for you. We ask that you remove any distractions, any walls that we have up. May we hear from you and from you alone this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Well, it's always a delight to have um, a child dedication service. Uh, It's always a joy to have parents who choose to commit themselves uh, to their children and want to raise their children under the nurture and admonition of of the Lord. And so this morning, uh, we have a couple, uh, Ryan and Miranda Coleman, who are going to dedicate their son, Wyatt. Uh, They had dedicated their little daughter, Quinn, uh, not too long ago. And so this morning, uh, they want to dedicate uh, their son. Dedication in our church is what I said it is. It's a commitment to your children. It's saying before you folks as eyewitnesses that to the best of our ability we want to train this little boy to grow up to be a godly young man and then I'm going to turn to you as we uh, do during child dedications and ask you to commit yourselves as well to them that you might pray for this couple you know we need to be doing that anyway don't we we need to be praying for our young families and the uh, training that the parents give to their children. Uh, We live in a day that is difficult, and we need to be committed uh, to our young families as they raise their children uh, under the things of God. So, uh, Ryan and Miranda, if you would come and join me here at the front of the church. Oh, there you are. You're over there. (laughs) I kept looking back here because this is typically where you sit. So please come up here. And how old is Wyatt now? 11 months, months. okay. Hi Wyatt, how are you? Good to see you, buddy. I know, I'm not the most pleasant thing to look at. (laughs) You kind of gave me that little like, ooh, who are you? But Ryan and Miranda, and um, they of course are here to dedicate Uh, Their son, Wyatt. So, I have a few questions to ask of them. Uh, These are questions that we do ask of our parents. It's a commitment uh, on their part uh, to commit themselves to raising uh, this little boy. So, I ask you, Ryan and Miranda, I ask you five questions. First of all, uh, do you testify that you have personally received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? And secondly, do you testify that Jesus will be at the center of your home and that the Bible will be honored as the Word of God? Thirdly, by committing your Son to the Lord, uh, are you te- do you testify that your desire is that he will someday also receive Jesus as His own personal savior? Fourthly, do you testify that you will invest time, energy, devotion? And prayer for your son and help him cultivate his own relationship with Christ. And fifthly, do you testify that you need God's help to be godly parents for your son? If so, please say, we do. we do. Now, that's a mouthful, isn't it? That really is a mouthful. And every time I read down through these, I say, wow. I mean, that's a real commitment. And uh, we appreciate it. Uh, your commitment in raising Wyatt as you have committed yourself uh, to raising Quinn. But now I turn to all of you folks, and I ask you to commit yourselves also to this couple. Do you, as members of this body of Christ, do you solemnly promise to help this couple in in the raising of this child, to encourage them with all the responsibilities that they have, to provide an atmosphere of love and concern for them with this child, and to pray diligently for the well-being of this family. If so, please say, we do. Father God, again, we are so thrilled and delighted that another family have committed themselves to you and to one another. Lord, I pray for Ryan I pray for Miranda. I pray, Lord, as they train, as they educate, as they love, as they discipline both Wyatt and little Quinn, that, Father, you would give them great wisdom, help them, Lord, to know uh, what they need to do to lead and to direct uh, these children in the ways of the Lord. Again, Father, help us as a congregation. Help us to keep in prayer this family. Lord, believing that you want to do great and mighty things in this home. So we commit them to you in every way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Wyatt. Over here, buddy. God bless you. Yes. Aw. God bless you, Miranda. Thank you so much. Ryan, God bless you. I'll give you that. Thank you. Uh, we are now going to be favored by special music from Sammy and Miranda. Well, thank you, girls, for reminding us of the ever-present help of of our Lord. A couple things to uh, mention this morning. Um, Please keep Joyce Hoffman in prayer. Uh, Jean's with us this morning. Uh, She remains in the Concora Pythian home over in Duncannon going through uh, therapy. Uh, We also uh, want to announce that Linda Williams, uh, she went home to be with the Lord this past Friday afternoon. Uh, Craig's with us this morning. Uh, Craig, our prayers certainly are with you and your daughter and uh, your family uh, during this time of loss. Uh, But we know that she's with the Lord and she's in uh, his presence and that gives us great hope. Also keep uh, Steve's brother in prayer. Uh, This is something that we just learned. Uh, He's gonna be having some surgery Uh, This month, on the 13th, to have a cancerous kidney removed. And then also Sarah Miller, uh, Jerry Miller's mother. Um, She's recovering up at the Polk uh, from a heart valve replacement and a stent. Um, She actually came back home to Polk, went back into the hospital, and now is back at Polk once again, right? She's at Polk. So um, please keep uh, Jerry's mother, Sarah, in your prayers. Uh, These are a few new things that um, we needed to mention this morning. So let's come before God this morning and bring these matters before Him. Father, once again, a great privilege to be able to come before the throne of grace. Father, prayer is a powerful and effective way uh, to bring about change. Father, there's a lot of mystery about prayer how that we as mere humans are able to call upon your name and bring about change Father and yet you've called us to pray you have invited us to pray you have commanded us to pray and Father somehow through our prayers change takes place that's why Lord we come before you this morning we believe that when we bring folks before you that healing takes place as you touch lives and you change lives father we do pray all things according to your will father we don't always know your perfect will we pray however the desires of our heart we pray Lord what is on our minds as you have instructed us to. And so we come before you, Lord. We bring Joyce Hoffman before you, praying that very soon her balance and her walking would improve to the place where she could return home. Father, I think of Craig this morning and his family. I pray that, Lord, you would comfort them. Lord, you are a God of all comfort. Lord, we've been praying Long and hard for Linda. Lord, we've been praying for a kidney transplant, and that never took place. But Father, for some reason known to you, you decided to take her home. Lord, we know she's with you. We know she's in your presence. We know, Lord, that all the suffering is behind her now. And for that, we thank you. For Paul said it's so much better be in your presence than to be in this world that's the hope of every believer but there's been a loss there's a vacuum and so I pray Lord that you might grant Greg the peace that passes all understanding Father, touch Steve's brother may all things go well on the 13th and we're thankful Lord that Sarah Miller is able to return home And Father, for many others on our list, Father, we lift all of these before you, asking that, Father, you might bring about change. Father, there's a lot of sickness, a lot of disease, a lot of issues out there in the world today. Touch lives. Show yourself in a great and wonderful way. Father, we are thankful this morning for your presence this morning as we heard just song. That you're with us, Lord, on the mountaintops. You're with us when we're in the valleys, the highs and the lows. But there's never a time, never a time, Lord, when you're not right there for us. Father, you love us with an incomparable uh, uh, love that we can't comprehend. A love, Lord, that goes far beyond human love. A love that is unconditional. A love that says, I'll love you no matter what. For that we thank you. You are that great and sovereign God of the universe. And yet, Lord, we're special to you. We matter to you. What concerns us concerns you. So, Father, we're thankful that we can call upon your wonderful name. And we praise you this morning for the salvation which is ours found in Jesus Christ alone. Lord, to put our faith in him gives us the great assurance, knowing that we are part of the family of God. We are the body of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful relationship we have with you. And for that, we thank you. Help us to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Help us to walk in the power of your spirit. Help us to walk in a way, Lord, that pleases you. Look down upon us this morning with your favor. Now, Lord, bless our time of singing. Draw us into your presence once again. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Would you stand with us as we continue to worship? Letting go of every single dream that I lays one down. I try to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of the fight No matter what I face, your by. I wish I could walk through When you don't give me answers As I cry out to you I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you truth is you know what's wrong tomorrow brings There's not a day ahead you have not seen So in all things be my life and breath I want what you want, Lord, and nothing less When you don't move the mountains I'm needing you to move When you don't part the waters I wish I could walk through When you don't give me answers As I cry out to you I will trust, I will trust I will trust in you I will trust in you You are my strength and comfort You are my steady hand. You are my strength and comfort You are my steady hand, you are my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Your ways are always higher, your plans are always good. There's not a place where i go, you've not already stood. When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. i yeah. In You, and I will trust in You. And isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? all the world can come to him To have their sins removed Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? Isn't the name of Jesus beautiful? Isn't the name of Jesus beautiful? It is in the name of Jesus beautiful. The Son of God in one of us, the lover of our souls. It is in the name of Jesus beautiful. Eternal King, you will reign forever. sing the glory of your name, be lifted high for all the world to see, your name is all the need, your name is all we need, isn't the name of Jesus powerful? isn't the name of Jesus powerful the chains are broken when it's spoken to every knee must bow isn't the name of Jesus powerful eternal king you will reign forever we will sing the glory of your name Be lifted high For all the world to see The name is all they need. Your name is all me. There is freedom in the name There is healing in the name There is power in the name salvation in the name. There is life in the name. There is no other name but Jesus. There is freedom. There is freedom in the name. There is healing in the name. There is power in the name. Salvation in the name. There is life in the name. There is no other name but Jesus. Isn't the name of Jesus
3: only. is in the name of Jesus
1: only. The truth, the life, the only way to God it Isn't the name of Jesus wrong He's the way He's the way, the truth, the life The only way to God it Isn't the name of Jesus all? was supposed to have you stand up and turn around and shake each other's hands. So why don't you do that? Stand up, turn around, and shake a hand this morning. Welcome, people, to Word of Life Chapel.
2: Fred, how are you? Almost forgot. All right. Good to have fellowship. It's good to be able to see one another and greet one another. We come this morning to a new sermon series. Uh, it's always interesting, the process that one goes through to decide what they should preach on, you know, for the next few weeks. And I go to my books and my library and I start to go through different commentaries and, and different read different authors and look at titles and I came to a book by Ralph Davis. It's a commentary on the book of Joshua. And he gave the title to this commentary on Joshua. The title, How to Live Courageously in Difficult Times. How do we live courageously in difficult times? I thought, you know, we live in difficult days. We live in a day of hatred. People in this country just hate one another. We live in difficult days. How do we as Christians, how are we then supposed to live if we're surrounded by difficulty and we're surrounded by danger. You must have seen the recent events in London. How do we face disappointment and despair? How do we face death or whatever else life throws at us? And according to this book, What we all need, desperately, is courage. Courage. Courage to face a difficult day. So that we're not filled with fear and paralyzed by anxiety. How to live courageously in difficult times. I thought, you know, that's a really good series. And so we're going to look at the book of Joshua. The Joshua is found in the Old Testament of your Bibles. And Joshua is a bridge. Joshua is a a, a transitional book. It's the bridge between the unsettled wanderings of Israel. When for 40 years they wandered and wandered and wandered in the desert. And now they stand on the edge of the promised land. And Joshua is commanded by God to move these people across the Jordan River into the promised land. Joshua is a bridge. A bridge between the unsettled wanderings in the desert to the establishment of a new nation in Canaan. 500 years prior to the times of Joshua, God gave Abraham a promise. God said to Abraham, I will give you this land. I will give this land to your offspring. It's the promised land. It's the land of Canaan. It's the land of Israel. God made that promise 500 years earlier. And here is Israel now. After 500 years, 400 years of wandering, they still have not possessed that land. They stop short. They stop short of the promised land. They stop short of the land that God wants to give to them. They fail to enter in. Because of sin? Because of disobedience? Because they followed after other gods? For many, many reasons, the Israelites, they stopped short. I often think of the life of Christians. You know, we too are on this journey. We're on a spiritual journey. And we often too, we we stop short of all that God wants for us to be. And all that God wants for us to have. But because of one reason or another, whether that's sin or not following God's ways in certain matters, maybe it's making bad choices, whatever the reason is, we're not what God wants us to be today. There's so much more that God wants for us. And so as we progress on this spiritual journey toward growth and maturity, we often wander. And we often stop short of that which God desires for us. So how do we move from here to there? How do we move from right here and now who we are how do we move from here and grow and mature to perfection and holiness as God is holy how do we move from here to there to all that God wants for us to be and all that God has for us well let's look at Joshua chapter 1 and let's look for some clues And try to discover how we get to where God wants us to be. Maybe you have stopped short of the blessings of God. You're not who God desires you to be right now. For one reason or another. So how do we get to where God wants us to be? Look at Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses the servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates and all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. Meditate on it, day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything, everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Moses is dead. The great leader of Israel. He is now, he has now died. Joshua has been his assistant. Joshua has been his aide for 40 years. And now he is to take the baton and run with it. Some believe Joshua was upwards of 80 years old at this point. Let's take a look at Joshua and see what it takes to move him from this side of the Jordan to that side of the Jordan. To move Joshua, to get the people of Israel into the promised land. First of all, it took a faithful heart. It took a faithful heart. Let's not underestimate The decision that Joshua has to make right now. He knew Israel. He knew of their weaknesses. He knew of their problems. He was one of them. And now he is called upon to take this nation into the promised land. This is a huge challenge that he's given. And yet we need to remember something. Joshua had a a, a wonderful track record of faithfulness to God. We first read of him back in the book of Exodus chapter 17, when Joshua heroically commands the armies of Israel into their first battle. Joshua, you may recall, was one of the 12 spies that were sent into Canaan to spy out the land. And he was one of the 12, Caleb was the other one, who came back to argue we can take these people in Canaan. Joshua was one who was faithful and trusted God. Joshua had a great track record. You know, it reminds me of the verse, or the parable, I should say, of the the talents. You remember when Jesus was... Uh, explaining these things to his disciples and he he said there was a wealthy man one day and this wealthy man was very very rich and he had to go on a long journey and he entrusted all of his wealth into the hands of his servants and he gave five talents to one he gave two talents to the other and he gave one talent to the last and he went on his journey well the man with the five talents he Put his money to work he invested it well and gained five more talents the man with the two talents he did the same put his money to work and he gained another two well the man with only one talent he was afraid of losing it so he dug a big hole and put it in the ground so the man comes back and he says to his servants how'd you do well they explained what they did and he was very pleased with the man who had five talents and now he is ten with a man who had two talents, and now he has four. But he was pretty upset with the one who buried his talent in the ground and said, take it and give it to the one who has 10. And then this is what he said. He said this to the two men who doubled their talents. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and i'm going to put you now in charge of many things come and share your master's happiness joshua you've been faithful to me in these smaller things now i'm going to give you a huge huge challenge and task but i know that you will be faithful because you have been faithful to me in the smaller things did you know that's how god works God isn't going to challenge you to do something great if you're not faithful to him in these smaller things. You become faithful to God in small things, and God then will challenge you in much greater things. But you know what comes with the challenges of God? His promises. You know, when God challenges us to do something, he always brings with those challenges promises. Did you notice the promises that God gave to Joshua? He said, number one, I will give you this land. I promised this land to Moses. I promised this land to Abraham. And I will give you this land. Every place your foot steps, it's yours. That's a promise. God also said this, I will be with you, Joshua. Joshua. You're not going at this thing alone. But when you go, I will be there beside you. Thirdly, I will not forsake you. I will not forsake you. Another commentary I have in my library, it's entitled, No Falling Words. No Falling Words. And it's based upon a verse in the book of Joshua. I want you to see it. Look at Joshua chapter 21 and verse 45. Look at Joshua chapter 21 and verse 45. No falling words. This is what it says. Not one of all the Lord's good promises. Not one. To Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. Not one word that God gave to Israel, not one promise fell to the ground. Every word, every promise God made to Israel was fulfilled, every one. And so here, near the end of this book, it says that not one of all of these good promises have failed, not one. So here is Joshua. And he's given this huge challenge to take Israel across the Jordan River and possess the land of Canaan. But he's given promises. We're going to close this morning by singing this hymn, Standing on the promises that cannot fail, when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. By the living word of God, I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God. Joshua is urged by God, be strong. Three times he says to Joshua, Joshua, be strong. Joshua, be courageous. Why? Why can he do that? Why can Joshua be strong? Why can he move with courage? Because God said, you have my presence. You have my promises. And just as I promised Moses, I would be with him. Joshua, I will also be with you. You know, the Bible says that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we move into the New Testament and we read the words of Jesus when he says in Matthew chapter 28, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's a promise. And just as the promises of, to Israel have never failed, not one word has fallen to the ground, that promise is made to you. The presence of the Spirit of christ joshua had a faithful heart but he also had a word filled heart a word filled heart for you and i to move from here to there to move to where we need to be you know god said be holy as i am holy our goal is to be holy as god is holy our goal was to be christ-like To move from here to there. There is to be like Jesus. There is to be holy as God is holy. That's not a quick trip. That's not a quick fix. You know, we have all heard it said we live in a microwavable world where we want everything so quickly. But there's no microwavable holiness. You, You can't... Drive here to church and go through some drive through window and order holiness to go. It doesn't work that way. Holiness doesn't happen overnight. Holiness is a process, there's no special formula, there's no five step program to holiness. Now, listen to this holiness comes. From time spent with God in His Word. Holiness comes as you spend time. Now there's one of the key words. Time with God and in the Word of God. Now look at verse 8 once again. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it and then you will be prosperous and then you will be successful. In order to get from here to where God wants you to be, you must spend time with God in God's word. There's no other way. So you need to know the Word of God. How do you know the promises of God if you don't know the Word of God? We need to be spending time in this book. We need to be spending time. I appreciate you being here this morning. But this sermon is not enough to bring about holiness in your life. You yourself must be spending time in this book. Secondly, he says, meditate on God's word. I think this is a lost art. I really do. I don't don't know that meditation goes on very much today. And this isn't that Eastern meditation thing we're talking about. But what God is speaking of here when he says meditate on my word is taking the word of God, taking a promise of God, and you go over it in your mind. You turn it over and over and over again. The mother of Jesus, Mary. The Bible says that you know, she was pregnant of the Holy Spirit. And the angel comes and explains these, at least tries to explain all of this to her. You know, why she was carrying this child. And the Bible says she did what? She pondered these things in her heart. The word ponder is the word Meditate. She turned these things over in her mind, over and over and over again, trying to figure out what just happened. You take a promise of God, for example, like the promise that God is with me at all times. You take that promise, and you begin to turn it over and over in your mind. What does that mean? (laughs) What does it mean to think that, that God is with me? When I'm at work this week? What does that mean when I go to school and I'm out at recess? What does it mean when it says that God is with me when I'm at home with my family? What does that mean when I'm away on a business trip or I'm off on vacation? And you begin to think through that. God is always. Always with me. You meditate upon that promise. You meditate upon the word of God. And then it says, apply the word of God. It says, do everything. (laughs) You know, the word of God is not like a buffet. Uh, My wife and I, we, we lately, we've tried to stay away from buffets because you always try to get your money's worth, and when you leave, you're sick right i mean you don't feel well because you you just stuff yourself but when you go to a buffet you know and you see well even a potluck you know when you go to the potluck we all do it right we stand there on the left-hand side we have the plates and the napkins and the silverware then we start to look over all of this food and we see the meats are usually there in the front, you know, the barbecue and the meatballs, and we look down, maybe there's some vegetables, and we start to figure out, you know, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that, but uh, nah, not that one. That's Darlene Scadden's. I don't want... <laughs> no, I'm kidding, darling. And then you say, I, I don't want that one. No, <laughs> I don't want this one. And then you go down and you pick it. The Word of God is not like a buffet, is it? You can't say, well, God, you know, I I like this verse and I'm willing to do this. But, oh, my word, God, (laughs) that one really shouldn't even be in there. But what does it say? You know, it says in verse 8 that you may be careful to do everything. We don't get to pick and choose. This is not a buffet. This is not, okay, I can pick this, but I can leave this out. We are to do everything. You see, James tells us we're not just to be hearers, right? We're not just to, you're not just to hear God's word this morning, but you are to be what? Doers. He says, do everything that's written in it. Not just some things, but do everything. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. That's what leads to holiness, don't you see? That helps us to get from here to there. When we know the Word of God, we, 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 we saturate ourselves with the Word of God. We meditate on the Word of God. We go over, and, you know, a crude analogy is the cow chewing its food, right? I mean, the cow is just chewing and chewing and chewing. That's what we're to do with God's Word. We're just know the word of God, were to chew over the word of God, and then do and apply the word of God. Joshua also had a trusting heart, a trusting heart. The courage and strength of Joshua hinges upon him trusting God's word. You see, Joshua believed that if God said it, then God's going to do it. He believed that. He trusted God in that. God, if you say that you're going to give me this land, if you say that your presence is with me, if you're saying that you will never, ever leave me, I trust you. Joshua was able to lead the people across the Jordan River because he had a great trust in God. When he heard God speak, he believed it. He didn't question it. He believed it. God, you say it, you will do it. And I believe you. I know some of you have told me that um, back in Proverbs chapter 3, um, you have claimed that verse as your life verse and um, I want to read it this morning because I think it helps us uh, to understand this whole matter of trusting in the Lord this verse says trust in the Lord with with all your heart see that describes Joshua Joshua trusted God will and lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways submit or acknowledge him and then He will direct your path or He will make your path straight. Joshua had this kind of trust in God. You know, as we travel in life's journey from here to there, we go from where God brought us today to where God wants to take us. We face a lot of challenges. There are a lot of challenges and obstacles that we are faced with that come our way but the same promises that god gives to joshua and i'm speaking specifically of the promise of his presence do you know how that changes things in life when you know without doubt that you're never alone when you know that when you are faced with that difficulty that disease, that death, that God's presence is with you. Joshua's courage came from knowing that that's a promise, that that's a promise, that Joshua's not alone, but as he moves the nation of Israel with all of the difficulties that he will face, God says, just as I've been with Moses, Joshua, I will be with you. And God says to us, just as I was with Joshua, I will be with all of you as well. I close by reading verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong, and courageous. Don't be afraid and do not be discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. And so, Father, now as we come to the end of this first sermon in this new series, Lord, we thank you For that promise. Father, your promises, according to Joshua 21, they never fail. Not one word has ever fallen to the ground. Father, help us when we leave today to know that you go with us, that you are there for us, that you are on our side. You're a great God. And Father, take us from where we are in our spiritual journeys to where we need to be, knowing your promise that you go with us along the way. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hymn number 225. Hymn number 225. Let's. Stand together as we sing Standing on the Promises of Christ, my King. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King,
4: through eternal ages his praises ring.
2: Glory in the highest I will shout
4: and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing (coughs) Standing on the
3: promises of
4: God Standing, standing I'm standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises that cannot fail, the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. By the living word I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God, standing on the promise of Christ, <laughs> eternal.
3: <clears throat>
4: standing on the promises of God, standing, standing. Standing on, on the promises of God. my Savior, standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, I cannot fall
2: to the Spirit. <coughs> Resting.
4: The promises, my Savior standing, standing I'm standing on the
2: promises of God Father, we thank you for your promises. And as we've learned this morning, Father, the specific promise of your presence, Lord, help us to continually know that promise and live out that promise help us to meditate and think through that promise what does that mean where i am this week again we thank you you're a god who brings about change change us lord we're not what we need to be lord there's so many things that need to be different So change us, move us from here to there and help us to become like Jesus. In his name we pray.